Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it again. I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we have quite a bit to discuss tonight. We're going to be talking about it all, all right, since the last time we had a show. All right, the Jets' schedules got released. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Carl Lawson, as well as restructured his deal. A lot of things going on with Quentin Williams. Not very happy with the New York Jets. He's removed him from his social media. We're going to be talking about that. And we have a special guest tonight as well. We're going to be talking to – we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about this football team. So let me go ahead and get into it. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. All right? Your boy's also on Twitter as well, at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe on Twitter. All right? Follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? Let's go back and forth. All right? Talk to me. I'll talk back to everybody. Personal page is at YoungJ000, okay? I love it. I love interacting with Jets fans, love going back and forth. Some people talk to me about football. Some people talk to me about life. Also, your boys on iTunes as well. Go on over to iTunes, type in The Long Beach Joe Show. Subscribe to the podcast there. Go ahead and uh, leave your boys some feedback as well. I love hearing about what you folks think about what I do here on the show. And I want to thank everybody that does that. Leave your boy a five-star rating. Let me know how you feel. Let me know how you feel. That's what this is all about. It's all about feelings and emotions here. <laughs> That's what the show is all about. All right? We often go off the rails. So, uh, you know, get involved with me on there as well. And for those of you that do not know, I'm also live on YouTube, okay? Some people check out the show. They run into it. Salute to my savage in the chat, GVH, I see you. A lot of people don't know that I'll be live on YouTube. And then people run into the show, and they're like, Joe, whoa, you're a good-looking guy, man. You know, you're an attractive dude, you know, very handsome. Didn't know that you did the show live. We didn't know that you live stream and talk to the people, the savages in the chat, and go back and forth. And I said, well, yeah, I do that. That's what we does here, okay? I does this, all right? So for those of you that do not know, the show is live streamed on YouTube. Go on over to YouTube, type in Long Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. That's the YouTube channel. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. All right? And I go back and forth with the savages, best believe. You want to know why I call my chat the savages? Because they are savage. Listen, nobody's safe, man. Not even me. They get after you. If they don't like your take and they don't like what you bring to the table, they're going to let you know about it, all right? That's how it works over here. So salutes to all the savages, GVH, Jacob, everybody watching. Again, lines are open, 515-602-9639. We're going to be discussing quite a lot tonight about this New York Jets football team. But before we get there, okay, everyone knows that I am a big Jets fan. Everyone knows that. Could you tell, right? <laughs> Listen to the show, all right? For those of you watching live, you see the screen. You see who I got next to me, all right? But I bet what some of you didn't know is that I am not from the East Coast. 
I know that there's a Long Beach on the East Coast, but the Long Beach that I am from is on the West Coast, California. Yes. Grew up there, loved the West Coast, been on the West Coast my entire life, okay? But still and yet, I fell in love with this football team. And I love to connect with Jets fans around the world, you know, that may not be from the East Coast, that show their pride and show their love for this football team in various ways. So tonight, we're going to have a man come on. His name is Heiko Bayer. He is from Germany. This man is all about it. He has a group out there called Gang Green Germany, and they're doing great things, showing love for the New York Jets. And we're going to have him come on and talk to us about that. Heiko, welcome to the Long Beach Joe Show. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Hello, Joe. I hope you can hear me. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Yes, we can hear you. Things are good. Okay. Now, I'm, look, I'm from the West Coast. Okay. I get enough questions. Okay, <laughs> about why would you <laughs> fall in love with a team like this, Joe? Why would you decide to love the Jets the way that you do when you have so many different teams to pick from on the West Coast? <laughs> I've got to ask you, as a guy that's in Germany, what made you become a fan of the New York Jets? Okay, um, did you ever hear about the NFL Europe? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, in 1995, the NFL began playing football here in Europe with the NFL Europe. They sent their third-row players, uh, their practice squad players here. It was like a spring league. We had nine teams here in Europe. Five of them were in Germany. So we had filled stadiums here in Germany from 1995 to 2007. That was my first contact with football in the middle of the 90s. Um, in 2001, I, I became a... Uh, I got a, a new co-worker on my shift, uh, and he came in completely in uh, a Carolina Panthers uh, shirt, trousers, uh, his coffee cup, everything was uh, Panther stuff. And uh, he recognized my interest in football and invited me to a football evening at his home. He was married um, with a girl from South Carolina, so he had the opportunity to watch uh, football, to watch um, United States TV channels. So he invited me. And during the week, when I watched TV, I turned on the TV, and there were the New York Jets on the TV or a guy named Joe Namath. He was everywhere. Oh. The Simpsons, Married with Children, Ghostbusters 2, and, of course, a sitcom called The King of Queens. Everywhere, this green color, this logo, and the guy named Joe Namath. So on Sunday evening, evening in Germany, of course, because of the time difference, I went to this guy uh, at home and asked him, okay, now before we start watching football, tell me about this guy called Joe Namath. And then he told me the story about the guaranteed uh, win on Super Bowl three, and it happened to me. Um, when, you, when, you, when you're a young kid in Germany, New York is the place to be. This is the city where you want to go one day. Um, green is one of my favorite colors. Then I had the story about Joe Namath and the Super Bowl three, and the Jets got me in a second. That's the story. This is uh, how it all started 21 Ooh, years ago or 22 years ago. That is so beautiful. I tell people all the time that – 
it's not you don't always pick the Jets. It's like the Jets pick you. It's like destiny, fate that you fall in love with this yeah. football team. And everything that you talked about sounds exactly like how kind of how I fell in love with the team. You know, happened to watch a Monday night game. They were getting the crap kicked out of them by the Dolphins, and then all of a sudden, boom, they come back. I said, hey, i got to follow this team. And I fell in love Monday, with this Monday night miracle, well. yeah, yeah, great. Yep, yep. And it's just amazing to hear how you fell in love through NFL Europe and all the things that was going on. Now, there's a lot of things moving and shaking. You know, we know that the, there's games, NFL games, that are often casted overseas as well, uh, brought over there. But – when you have games over there, you know, I know a lot of people like to move around and get things done, but how do you folks get your fan club, you know, station, uh, situated there? How did your fan club come about, and where can people hang out with you around there, you know, with everything that you folks have going on surrounding some of the games? Okay. Um, it started with a Facebook group uh, with uh, less than 100 people. Um, followed by a meeting at one of the London games. That was like a, like a kick, kickoff, if you want to. In 2015, in this uh, Facebook group, 26 people um, talked about a meeting to become a, um, a registered fan club in Germany. So we did. Uh, I, I, I drove through a city in the middle of Germany, uh, met 25 strangers, and we founded a fan club. Today, I'm the president of this fan club. We are 100 members now. The Facebook group is wow. about 540 people now. Uh, but that's one of the smallest Facebook groups uh, of German fan bases. The biggest one is maybe the German Seahawkers with, with like 15,000 people. Um, mm. um, because we are spread all over Germany, all over the country, there's only big meeting a year where we're all looking for mm. a location in middle of Germany, uh, to meet the whole weekend, have a big party. Um, and then um, otherwise we try to organize many smaller local meetings. Um, mm. Like, uh, hey, let's meet in the north. There's a football game of my favorite football uh, team. Come join me. Let's watch it together. Or like, hey, in Munich, uh, if you know it, there's uh, this big beer uh, festival once a year. Hey, come on. Uh, I got a table here, uh, let us meet for drinking beer. Yeah, stuff like this. So uh, small groups from 5 to 10 to maybe 15 people. Um, and we also travel a lot to the United States. So this year there will okay. be German fans at uh, the games versus the Bills, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Chargers. And the biggest group is traveling to Las Vegas with 15 people. Wow. Wow, this is what I'm talking about right here. Look at these guys showing their love, showing up. I fly out to games as well. And with you talking about you folks flying out to games the way that you do, what has your experience been like when you do go to these games? Are you excited? Are you surprised that there's so many fans surrounding you? I mean, what are your thoughts when you, you know, go to MetLife and see this live and in person? This is um, we found friends over there. We found some of us found like a, a second family over there. We are always very mm. excited to go to the MetLife Stadium, uh, met with these friends like the Gotham City crew. Yeah, maybe you know Claudio yeah. from the Gotham City crew. He's an honored member yeah. of our fan club because he did so many things for our fan club, like um, the sadly passed away um, Bruce Reader or. 
uh, guys like this, um, to meet these guys, to hang around with these guys at the tailgate and talk with them about football and about life, as you uh, do here, uh, as you told people right a couple of minutes ago. This is yeah. uh, such an awesome experience for us. This is great. It's always yeah. fun to go there. It is. One of my favorite things is the tailgate, okay? A lot of people, I go around, I have a lot of fun. I talk to a lot of friends and, and, and people that I love out there, and we have a blast, and we get into the games, and we see what's going on. It's been wonderful every time I go to MetLife as well, but it is so beautiful to hear your story and how you, you folks are able to travel over to MetLife and gain those friends and those family. And like you said, uh, you know, Gotham City Crew, those are great guys over there doing their thing. Now, I want you to talk to me about what it's like being a Jet fan in your local area. Are you surrounded by fans from other teams that get a little rowdy? Because here on the West Coast, I got these Raider fans that won't stop bothering me. Mm -hmm. I got Niners fans that won't shut up. You know, the Fairweather Chargers fans, they won't stop either. Are you surrounded by fans that love to rag on you because you're a Jets fan? Well, of course. Um, <laughs> when the, when the, the, the big interest in, in football started uh, in the 90s, we had uh, successful teams like the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Packers. So we have a lot of fans of these teams here. Uh, then um, this success story of uh, this uh, team from Boston, I forgot the name of it. Um, uh, you know uh, uh, what I mean. Yeah. Um, let, we have a lot of fans team, of this yeah. team here. Yeah. Um, of course, and since um, I don't, eight years now, we can watch um, football in free TV in Germany here. Um, wow. It started eight years ago, I guess. Yes, we can watch um, two games on TV per Sunday, one in a live stream, all for free. Um, and then um, now the, the rights uh, changed to another TV channel. Now they want mm -hmm. to show like uh, five or six games per game day. But eight years ago, it started. So we have a lot of Seahawks fans here because eight years ago, oh. the Seahawks had this, this uh, cool colored jersey and this cool defense with the cool nickname, the Legion of Boom. Um, they were very successful. So we have a lot of Seahawks fans uh, over here. Um, the Jets fans are one of the smaller fan groups here over in Germany, but uh, we have 31 fan clubs here in Germany. So uh, there's only one team, I guess, without an official fan club. That's the Buccaneers, I guess. All the other teams, teams have official fan clubs over here. Some franchises use the fan clubs here as um, official booster clubs. Mm. That's a thing. Uh, that's a, a thing. Not every NFL team does. Um, the Jets don't do it. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah, the, the the fan base in Germany is is, uh, is it's huge. It's the the, the German yeah. uh, football games, the NFL games here will be sold out in minutes. Yeah, let me tell you, I, I remember I was astounded watching uh, the games that they were just having in London, just overseas, and we saw that people yeah. were just going crazy, and that stadium was just filled with, with people. And I remember watching it the first time uh, that the games had been over there, and I was like, whoa. And then, you know, we started to see more and more and more. And like you said, the passion that a lot of fans from overseas, 
you know, show about, you know, the Jets or whatever team that they support is always astounding because, again, you, you folks are so far away and we're just kind of kind of shocked. But we all love, again, like yourself as well, we all love this football team, the New York Jets, and it's always great to see that. Now, I know, Heiko, we're talking to you about this Jets football team. We've discussed your fan club and everything you folks are doing there, Gangrene Germany, which is phenomenal. But I want to talk to you about this football team, all right? Because we've been fans of this team for a long time, and we're seeing things are changing, okay? And one of the biggest things that we've had go on this offseason was the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers. What are your thoughts on having this man, this Hall of Fame quarterback, come into the building, and he is now the quarterback of the New York Jets? What are your thoughts on this? Okay, uh, the Gangry Germany was really hyped about it. Um, I was one of those skeptical guys. I was. Okay, let me explain it. I'm a, I'm a guy, uh, build your franchise through the draft. Okay? Um, now, the worst case scenario is you need a new quarterback next season because the 39-year-old Rogers um, will, I don't know, go um, in, his, uh, in his rental. Um, and you ha- don't have a first-round pick. But the big but is, of course, I understand that the team, the, like it was, was five steps ahead of any quarterback who was on the roster. And even a new rookie here would have been a step backwards. So yeah. you needed a veteran. You needed a guy like Rogers. Um, mm-hmm. And now I'm hyped like everyone else because... Let's be clearly, in the last 20 years, we only had two really successful seasons. It's time to yep. change that. And the team is yep. ready to do it. There was just one piece missing, and it was the quarterback. Now we have an Aaron Rodgers, um, and he can take things around and yep. bring us some, no, some well This fan base deserves it, to have a successful yep. season ending with the playoffs or maybe more. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's one of the reasons I was so excited about Aaron Rodgers coming into the building as well. I understand the building through the draft. I get it. I'm big on that as well. But I also understand that we have so many young players here. One of the biggest issues is why continue to waste their talent? Why continue to waste that window that we have to be successful, why waste that if we know, hey, we're in a situation where Zach Wilson, I love Zach Wilson, all right, a big fan, but he hasn't shown yet yeah. that he can be the guy. He hasn't shown it, and he's been given opportunities, okay? He's had a, 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 a roster filled with weapons. There's been a lot of things, a lot of bad throws, bad mechanics, all that stuff. If he can't get it done, we need to bring others in here to get it done, right? And, again, Aaron Rodgers, who's a guy – who's still an elite quarterback in this league, who can still get it done. I talked about a Hall of Fame guy. The fact that we're in a position where a guy like him to come in here, that shows you something and tells you something about the way the New York Jets have built built themselves, right? Offensive and defensive rookies of the year, we got them. (laughs) That's through the draft. We got a bunch of other young guys as well. But why waste? Why waste that talent? Why waste that time? Why waste that opportunity? where we can grab from the jaws of victory today and bring in a guy that we believe can lead us there. It does, it's not going to throw everything away. 
You know, it's not. We still have a chance to yeah. continue on because we have guys that are so young. We also have guys, again, we're going to be paying guys coming up soon, but we're not breaking the bank. We're not destroying our cap. We're not destroying our future by bringing Aaron Rodgers in. As a matter of fact, it's going to help, especially Zach Wilson. This will absolutely show us who he is because we'll see how long Aaron Rodgers plays, maybe the next two, maybe three years. By then, yeah. if they hand the ball back to Zach Wilson and he still ain't got it, we know for a fact, listen, we did everything that we could to get this kid to be successful, and he just didn't work out. You know, It's not going to be like the case of Sam Darnold where we were all scratching our heads going, well, maybe we should have did this. There was no weapons. There was bad coaching. Maybe he could be the guy. Maybe he can't. You know what? We got to move on because we just can't take the chance. No. We'll know for a fact that he's not ready, and then you can move on to the next quarterback. But the, 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 the roster will still be rife with talent because the talent is so young and so, uh, so solid here. So I, I, I feel where you're coming from, you know, but I'm excited yeah. as well about Aaron Rodgers. Now, I want to get your thoughts about this, too. We've also signed some free agents in here, all right? We got Alan Lazard, Nicole Hardman. We brought in some dudes. How are you feeling about the free agents we signed in? What, was, what free agent made you the most excited? The Jets did what many franchises did, okay? They signed a staff. They signed uh, a, a quarterback, a new quarterback. They uh, get Aaron Rodgers in. And so, of mm-hmm. course, they're signing players um, for him. But many people talking too much about a wish list or something, but... Of yeah. course, you bring in guys like Adam Lazard or Randall Cobb. Take a look at Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. What, a, what, what social media talked about a guy like Randall Cobb. You need him, and it's a, it's a good signing because you need guys, um, guys who know the playbook. Randall Cobb will be like a, a, a second wide receiver coach out on the field. He knows every single play. He know the routes, and he can talk to Garrett Wilson and say, "Hey, I know this play. If you run it like this, Aaron will find you." Yeah, it's a great signing for a wide receiver four or five. I also like the Adam Lazar signing. Um, I'm, um, I'm very um, ah, how you say it in English. I'm, I'm looking forward to um, how they they use all the guys. Look like Adam yeah. Lazar is a a big guy playing mostly in the slot. Uh, Michael Hartman brings speed to the slot. Um, also, Corey Davis made some really good plays out of the slot. So I like the whole wide receiver room. I miss only one piece. One one role is is for me not um, not perfectly. Uh, um, yeah, how you say it? I forgot the word. Okay, maybe you know what I mean. I miss speed, pure speed on the outside. That's the only okay, thing, okay, I, yes. thing I miss. So, uh, but maybe okay. they don't want it or they don't need it. Let's see how the plays look on the field. Um, yeah. I, I mean, think we had a, a very good, a very good free agency. We brought back uh, some very um, 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 important guys and some new guys like uh, Was Schweitzer because we lost guys like Ben Feeney, solid backups. Uh, you can. Um, yeah. Let's play on guard, on center, stuff like that. So the the free agency, it wasn't very, there wasn't a big splash signing, but it was solid and followed a plan. And so the free agency 
was uh, good as it was. Yeah. Listen, I, let me tell you something. The addition of Lazard to this wide receiver core, I loved it, especially, again, with Garrett Wilson, who I think is going to have a dominant season this upcoming year with Aaron Rodgers finally being his quarterback. I mean, this guy already smashed the rookie uh, receiving record that Keyshawn Johnson held with about as up-and-down quarterback as you could possibly have, quarterback play as you could possibly have. But now, you know, you get Aaron Rodgers in the building, you add that, and then you add Lazard, and I think Miko Hartman, man, especially, with, again, with us parting ways with Elijah Moore, which he had requested a trade. We already knew that that wasn't going to work out. Now you look at the situation, and I'm liking what I'm seeing out here. And I was a little shocked that Corey Davis was still on the roster, to be completely honest. Yeah. But it's looking like we're going to go forward with him. That's, that's, that's how it's looking. And I'll tell you what, if Corey Davis can stay healthy, okay, if he can stay healthy and then actually catch the football instead of because he's had drop issues, boy, oh, boy, is this going to be crazy, all right? And we're also forgetting about Denzel Mims. I'm going to keep talking about that boy, all right? Denzel Mims is a guy that if our offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, can unlock what he brings to the table, boy, we're going to be a very deadly wide receiver core. What are your thoughts on that, Heiko? Uh, I, I still believe in Denzel Mims. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's, yeah. um, uh, on, on the wall in my man cave, there are four signed jerseys. There's Joe Namath, um, there's uh, Nick Mangold, there is the complete sack exchange and a Denzel Mims jersey. Um, mm. <laughs> so uh, I, ho- I, I hope he can. Eat. I love this man to the death. I respect. Him. <laughs> so I hope he can. He can. He can take this step forwards um, to show uh, why he was drafted by the Jets. Now, Heiko, this has been phenomenal to speak with you about everything that you're doing with Gangrene Germany. I want to get your thoughts. It's going to be my final question for you. Give me your thoughts on the Jets draft. How did you feel about Will McDonald getting picked? There was a lot of Jets fans. I did a live draft show. People were not excited about that pick, uh, uh, you know, across the board. I myself were like, okay. I was, I was a little hyped about it. I understood the need or the, you know, us getting ed- more edge pressure into the building. There's a lot of Jets fans that didn't like it, felt like we should have traded up felt like we should have grabbed a tackle and all kind of things. How did you feel about that pick, and what are your thoughts about it? Okay, the top tackles went off the board. Mm-hmm. The Jets looked at their own board, and the highest name on it was McDonald's. And so they took him. Of course, I was surprised by the position and the name. But look at how much later Murphy and Nolan Smith went off the board. There were like 20 picks later, no, uh, uh, 10, 13 picks later. Um, so maybe McDonald wasn't the highest edge rusher uh, only on the Jets board. Maybe other teams yeah. had him higher than guys like Murphy or Nolan Smith. So mm-hmm. for me, the pick is fine. So your guys are off the board. I, I guess the top tackles were on the board. Uh, on the top of the board of the Jets. Um, so you go, you go talent over need. And it mm-hmm. was McDonald's there. Okay, I'm fine yeah. with it. Um, this guy can't be a bust in the NFL. He will always find a matchup with a tackle, what he can win just, the, just with his speed. He's yeah. just 
too, too speedy to be a bust in this league. So, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see him play. And maybe he's, uh, maybe he's a future pick. We don't know um, uh, if the Jets can hold uh, guys like Bryce Huff. I love Bryce Huff. I love mm-hmm. him pre-draft. I hope he's a Jet forever, but we never know. Um, so, yeah, the pick was surprising, but I'm okay with it. Uh, the second yeah. round, I was very excited. I, I had Schmitz about Tipman on my board, but the Atlanta yep. and the age clearly speak for Tipman. And he's very good on the second level, very good pull blocker. I'm fine with this pick. Um, he's a, he was on the Bruce Feldman freak list. He's, this guy is 6'6", 323 pounds. But he's, he's shifty and speedy. This is a terrific combination of strength and Athletic. I, I like this pick. And after we lost uh, Dan Feeney in the free agency, there was no mullet in the locker room, so we had yeah. a need on this position. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, listen, um, that, that, was, that was an absolute need, especially when you look at, again, I mean, of course we got Connor McGovern back, but I'm not the biggest Connor McGovern fan. I don't think he's that good. But we did get him back when it was a gigantic hole. But being able to grab Tipman, in that second round, boy, oh, boy, let me tell you something. Yeah. That boy's a, that's a big boy, man. And he gets his hands on you, and he will finish you, okay? <laughs> he will finish you. And he's a guy that oh, can yeah, move yeah, too, yeah. athletic as well, can get around. I'm telling you, he, I love what he brings to us uh, along our offensive line as well, really bolstered. Listen, Heiko, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. I want to thank you for telling us your story, how you became a Jets fan, everything you folks do over there at Gangry Germany. Before I let you go, Please let my listeners know again every way that they can get in contact with you, how they can, you know, hang out with you folks at your meetings and everything. Please let them know all your social media and everything. Please go ahead and give it to them. Okay, just search for Gang Green Germany on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Um, you will find us. Um, you will find the news sites and also the, the fan club sites on social media with just type in gang green germany um that when we have a meeting we will post it on social media um and then you can find and meet us or you can just write messages we will answer it uh, when we read it yeah and that's it and yeah. uh, greetings to to Yonse. i i just saw a, a comment uh, uh, from germany in in the, um in the chat uh, one is awake, still awake. It's uh, 1.30 a.m. in Germany. So <laughs> nice to have one of the guys here uh, in the chat. <laughs> yes, listen, thank you again, Heiko, so much for calling in and sharing your story with us. You have a phenomenal night. I know it's late over there. <laughs> have a phenomenal night. Yeah, but it's Friday night. It's okay. It was, I was really excited this is for, for this. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me here. This was an, an, an awesome experience. Thank you very much. And I like Absolutely. your show. I like what you're doing here. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. And again, thank you for coming on. You have a good one. Listen, that was Heiko Bayer, okay, of the Gang Green Germany fan club. What a phenomenal guy, man. Phenomenal. Love it. Love it. Showing passion, showing the love. I keep telling people, man, that's what I'm all about. We're going to continue to have 
you know, people come on and talk about how they show their love. But it's always interesting to me to hear from, you know, fans from overseas, even people that listen to me that are overseas. I'm always shocked. You know, I'm just a guy, you know, talking here, talking about the Jets, showing my love for the team, wanting to have discussions about the team. I'm always shocked when people tell me, hey, I'm from Australia or I'm from, you know, Ireland or I'm from Germany or I'm from, you know, wherever. You know, and they say, hey, listen, we listen to you, Joe. And they go back and forth with me. I'll be shocked. But salutes and respect to all of my listeners. And, again, salutes and respect to all of uh, my listeners over there from overseas. All right? I love it. I absolutely love it. All right. So, again, I want to thank Heiko Bayer for calling in Gangrene Germany. Get involved with them any way that you can, okay? Now we're going to get into it. There's quite a bit to discuss. Lines are hot again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. All right? Lines are hot. Steve, Ted, Jake, Brick, all the other callers as well. Hold on. I just got to address this really quickly. A lot of things have happened. I'm going to get through them because I want to hear your takes, and I know you folks are rapid, all right? Salutes to all the savages in the chat going off. I'll get to y'all. Y'all got questions. I'll, I'll come to y'all in a second. Listen, the Jets schedule has come out um, since the last time we had a show, and, boy, <laughs> this is not a game. <laughs> you wanted attention, baby. You got it. <laughs> you wanted attention, baby. You got it, all right? The New York Jets are going to have six primetime games. Six? We're going to be all over the TV, mama. <laughs> mama, they go, you going to see my team on TV, mama. Yes. Fields, green and white. All right? Aaron Rodgers. Garrett Wilson, Robert Sulla, Joe Douglas, you're going to see those faces on that screen. Six primetime games. And this schedule is riddled with good teams. We face very good teams, of course. We start out Monday night against the Bills, which was a shocker. That's going to be on 9-11. I thought that we would probably play the Giants. There was a lot of talk about that. But we start with the Bills, and the schedule just continues on. We play the Cowboys this year, the Chiefs on Sunday night football. Eagles as well, Jalen Hurts, phenomenal, right? We play the Chargers on Monday night, the Raiders on Sunday night. We have a Black Friday game with the Dolphins. That's the first ever Black Friday game. We will have it. We'll be playing against the Dolphins. We also play the Browns on Thursday night. And there's talks that maybe another game could be flexed as well this year. We could end up with another primetime game. Who knows? But the Jets are going to be all over the TV. Now I'm wondering, is that pressure going to be – too much to handle, all right? A lot of expectations coming this year. A lot of – I remember. I remember the days. I know y'all do too, savages, all right? I know y'all remember the days when we were talking about, man, I wish that we was on TV. Man, I wish the ESPN would play us. I wish we'd see our highlights more often. Man, what, bro, all that has changed. Aaron Rodgers has stepped in this building, Okay all the fanfare, all the media, everything that's going on has completely changed the trajectory of the New York Jets as far as visibility, okay? It's going up, baby. It's hit the roof. It's hit the roof. All right? So we're going to be talking about that. Also, Quinnen Williams. Oh, man. Quinnen Williams. Boy, oh, boy. Quinn Williams has removed the New York Jets from all of his social media. As we know, the negotiations between the New York Jets and Quinn Williams to get an extension done 
seem to not be going as well as we all hoped, okay? Now, this could be posturing. It could be. could be a lot of flexing. But Quentin Williams has removed the Jets from his social media. He also tweeted the uh, the negotiations between or the agreement between Dexter Lawrence and the Giants. Uh, Dexter Lawrence got paid by the Giants recently. So he was making $22.5 million a uh, season. He retweeted that, and I think it's all about pushing the Jets to get a deal done quickly. We all know Quentin Williams at the closing season presser was talking about this. He said out, outright, I want to be fair, I want to be compensated fairly when they asked him how much he wanted to get paid and if he wanted to be the highest-paid defensive tackle in the league. He literally said, I want to be compensated fairly. He also talked about skipping voluntary workouts if it wasn't done before the voluntary stuff started, and he followed through with that as well. Voluntary workout started, the voluntary off-season program. Aaron Rodgers was out there throwing the Lazard, throwing the Garrett Wilson. We saw other guys out there, but there was no Quentin Williams. I'm hoping that this doesn't get too ugly because now it's just voluntary stuff. But if this deal doesn't get done soon, right, maybe he starts skipping mandatory stuff. Maybe it starts to cause more of a ruckus. There's already people in the Jets fandom talking about trading Quentin Williams. I want to be very clear. I am not on that side okay i'm not on that side i want to see quinn williams remain a jet for the rest of his career but this is uh escalating a bit we're going to be talking about that also carl lawson has restructured his contract now this restructure creates 12.7 million dollars in cap room for the new york jets again carl lawson was 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 on pace to make a non-guaranteed $15 million this upcoming season, right? But he took a pay cut. He now is only going to make $9 million, which is his base salary. Uh, $8 million of that is actually guaranteed, and he can make an additional $3 million in incentives if he meets, like, sack incentives, okay? So they also added four avoidable years to his deal, okay? which kind of brought his cap number down a bit as well. But keep in mind, those voidable years, whenever the situation gets – or whenever his contract gets voided, they're going to get hit what I think it's $6.4 million in dead cap money whenever they void that contract. All right? So that's kind of the the hitch in the road. But listen, he took a pay cut. He's here. I know a lot of people want to get rid of Carl Lawson as well. Why, I don't know. I've always been on the side of not getting rid of Carl Lawson. Why? Because this is a league where you need multiple pass rushers, okay? When you got guys like Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and Josh Allen and, you know, uh, you know Lamar Jackson and all these phenomenal quarterbacks, Joe Burrow and Herbert, and I can keep naming them, baby, right? All these phenomenal quarterbacks running around around here around the NFL, right, whether they're getting passing from the pocket or moving around and getting outside and causing havoc that way, you have to have guys to be able to chase them. When you look at teams that are in the upper echelon of this league, look what the Eagles did. The Eagles continued to build their defense, and they were already ferocious, right? Look at what we saw with the Bills. The Bills cooking in our division. Their defense was already phenomenal. You know what they did? <laughs> they went and added a pass rusher, okay? They went and got Von Miller. Pass rush matters in this league. Keeping a guy like Carl Lawson was extremely important, and I'm glad that the New York Jets were able to rework a deal with him and that, you know, he's going to be here. I know, again, there were Jets fans that wanted to get rid of him, wanted to cut him. I never wanted to get rid of this guy. I wanted to keep him here. There's also 
prevailing thought amongst amongst a bunch of Jets fans talking about getting rid of Bryce Huff. I've got to speak on this before we get to the lines, 515-602-9639. I think that that is nonsense. I think I'm just being completely honest, and we're going to be talking about this. I think it's complete nonsense that people are talking about getting rid of Bryce Huff. I don't understand it. You need pass rushers in this league. The New York Jets defense has struggled. You know, you look back historically with rushing the passer, right? Out of these recent years, right? This last decade, we've been struggling, okay? We haven't had a pass rush since John Abraham, a consistent pass rush, okay? So then guess what? We finally have guys in the building, Carl Lawson, Quinton Williams, and we'll figure his deal out when he gets done. We got Jermaine Johnson, who's coming along. Okay, we got guys that can get after it. Again, Huff is now here. He's moving. He's getting after it as well. He's rushing the passer. We finally have a rotation of guys, and people want to pick this apart, and they want to get rid of guys that can actually rush the passer. Why? Why? That's what you need to do in this league. This league is a passing league. You better have somebody that can get after the passer, or you'll be dead in the water. One of the biggest things that changed about the New York Jets defense this past season that took this defense from one of the, one of the, one of the most – Worst defenses in the league, which we were two years ago, to one of the best defenses in the league was our ability to rush the passer. Quinton Williams, 12 sacks. Carl Lawson, seven sacks. The pressure that was coming, we got that because we were getting after it. All right? So stop talking about getting rid of right stuff, please. Okay? So we're going to get to these lines again, 515-602-9639. There was also talk about Quan Alexander as well visiting the Steelers. As of now, the show has started. He hasn't been signed by the Steelers. He's still out there. Listen, the New York Jets need to get that job done, okay? Get him back in the building and re-sign him. That's my personal thought. The New York Jets have also signed tight end Isaiah Gathings as well. They also claimed Javelin Gundry on waivers from the Falcons. A little shocked. This is a guy that can, they've brought back. He was decent when he was here. They brought him back into the fold. Also, Alex Smith ripped Robert Sulla, talking about he, he, can't, he doesn't know how to develop quarterbacks. Speaking about how they handled Zach Wilson, we're going to be discussing that. We're also going to be discussing New York Jets. There's a lot of things tying them to Devontae Adams. <laughs> a lot of people saying Devontae might not be so happy with the Raiders now that Jimmy Jesus quarterback. So uh, a lot of people saying the New York Jets should go after him. I'll tell you what, we've got some cap space. We've got some cash. Let's get to these lines. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Please be patient. Subscribe to the channel if you have not subscribed. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, give the video a thumbs up, all right, wherever you're watching me from. Really helps out, all right? And, again, share this stream across your social media with your friends and your family. Love connecting with people. Savages, I see you. We're going to come to your questions in the chat in just a second, but I got to get to these lines. Salutes to everybody. Val, VGH, or excuse me, GVH, excuse me, NY Jets FL, everybody. Afung, Pick Six, Jacob, everybody in there. A lot of names. Dino, everybody in there. We're getting to these lines. Again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. First call I'm going to. It's Ted. I'm going directly to Ted. Jake, Brick, Steve, hold on a second. We'll get to you guys in a second. All right? We're going directly to Ted. For those of you that do not know, Ted, he's a savage.
savage, Ted. Straight savage. What's up, Joe? Listen, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Ted. You know where I'm starting. Quentin Williams removes the New York Jets from his social media. All right. <laughs> There's a lot of people already thinking that this situation is too far gone. <laughs> it's time to trade Quentin Williams, and the Jets won't get a deal done with him. How are you feeling about this situation? Are you on that side, or are you thinking that this is just posturing and eventually the New York Jets will get it done? How are you feeling about it? I'm upset, Joe. I'm upset about it. We need. We should have got it done yesterday. We should have got it done the day before yesterday. We should have got it done last week. He should have been the first player signed um, in the defensive tackle category. Um, as far as I'm concerned, they'll they'll find a way to do it, Joe. We have to sign. We have to sign our drafted. He's a potential Hall of Famer, Joe. He's a he's going to be a perennial pro, pro Bowler, and he's a potential mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. So mm. we we're, we're the, those kind of players you don't want to let go. I don't care how many first round yeah. picks you get, or whatever you get for him. You need to sign him. Yeah. I thought it would happen this week. I was wrong. I was wrong about the Rogers thing. But and hey, you know I'm a fan, so um, that's how that's how we roll. Um, go ahead, Joe. I, I thought it would be done by now. No, go ahead, Joe. No, listen, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I look at the situation and I and I talked about this. I've discussed this back and forth with Jets fans, and I thought that there were some things that needed to happen first before this him getting extension right i think that mm-hmm. the restructures and carl lawson is one of those guys we might see other restructures as well i know that there's been talk about cj mosley possibly having some things done with his contract who knows if that happens but he would probably be the next guy that i think the jets would look at because his cap number is enormous sure. for inside linebacker and he's phenomenal mm-hmm. but whoa <laughs> that's a lot of money you know what i'm saying and you can thank mike mccagnan for that uh, and there's yeah. other guys as well. One of those guys is Aaron Rodgers, right? A lot of people talking about Aaron Rodgers' contract and what he's bringing to the table. There's been a lot of rumors swirling about him reworking his contract to make the Jets even more uh, cap room to really save them on salary so they can continue to build around him. That is mm-hmm. something we're hearing about as well. And I'm, I've heard, and again, this is rumors. Don't be DMing Joe, all right? I'm <laughs> talking about all this nonsense to me. There's been rumors that he's going to, again, you know, possibly give money back to really help the New York Jets out so they can build around him and basically put an all-star team together, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to stick it to Green mm-hmm. Bay, you fill this team full of talent, and you just motor, just motor over everybody and get to a Super Bowl. But I, I, I think it gets done. But my question for you, Ted, is from mm-hmm. everything that we're hearing, the rumors that are swirling, one of the things that's holding this up is the amount of money. There's some people saying that he wants 25 to 26 million per year. Would you give him that? 100%. Okay. 100%, okay. Joe. He's, he, mm-hmm. uh, Dexter Lawrence, what did he get? Did he get like 21 or 22 million? I'm I not think sure what 20, he got. It was 22.5. 22.5. Okay. So, so mm-hmm. like I said in the last, last call, Joe, the, the number's going to go up. Um, mm-hmm. Lock the guy up, make the guy happy. He's a team player. He's a potential yeah. Hall of Famer. He's a Pro Bowler. He's a homegrown talent. You're giving the other players on the team a, a bad taste in their mouth the longer this goes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you yeah. know, the, the other players, and Brees, and Brees Hall tweeted, like, sign whatever he said, sign sign Q, whatever he said. Sign Q, yeah. Extend yep, Q, yep. yep. So, seeing that. Yep. 
John Frank yep. Meyer, so, all those guys. Exactly, yeah. exactly. The longer this goes, the worse it looks for the management. I know it's negotiation, but I just feel it's the time has passed, and let's get the job done. But I did not, Joe. I didn't hear about the Devontae Adams rumors. Is that is that potentially yeah. true? Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of people, and again, this is just rumors. Okay, I want to be very mm-hmm. clear. There's a lot. There's people uh, talking about it. I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Clark Ryan Clark. Uh, you know, oh, that yeah. big four letter network. All right, salute and respect mm-hmm. to them. Uh, you know, talking about it. You know how how it makes sense for the New York Jets. Do I think it's going to happen? Uh, probably not. Right? Definitely mm-hmm. not. Um, is a great player. I would love it, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that happens. Okay, especially again when you look at we got we got to get Q in the building, it would it right. would definitely take quite a bit of draft compensation. We're all already kind of you know especially dealing with the Aaron Rodgers deal, uh, you know currently we're missing some picks already. So it's like ah, I don't think it happens. But there's a lot of people mm. talking about it. Rumors are swirling and things are moving around it. But I don't I don't think it's going to happen with the New York Jets. But again, Joe. we have cap space. Lot, we got cap space, Ted. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that. Joe, we, got some Joe, we can go we go, can go full ball Rams mode. We can go full ball Rams mode <laughs> and go all in. We could. We could. If they want to really make a run at it, start interrupting Joe. We could. But I thought about the Rams. No, I mean. That. We have cap room. Yeah. I'm glad, Joe. Yeah. No, yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. There's some Jets fans. And, of course, listen, Devontae is a phenomenal wide receiver. There's no denying that, right? He's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But oh, you, know, yeah. you just got to wonder. How can that work out, especially, you know, with the cap? And you can play with the cap a lot, but that's a lot of money. And, again, that's giving away a lot of draft compensation. But if there's any time, if you want to throw all the mm. chips in, if Joe D, if Joe Douglas wants to gamble, you know, I'm not mm. going to tell him to get away from that table. <laughs> not me. Uh, I'm not going to be the one doing it, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bad that's influence, true. okay? Don't take me to the casino <laughs> with you. I'm going to tell you to roll the dice. Even when you ain't got exactly. nothing in your account, throw it down. You know, take there you go. Don't do the, you know, there I'm you just go. saying. So give me your thoughts as well about Bryce Huff. A lot of people want to get rid of him that are in the Jet fandom. For whatever reason, mm. want to trade him. How do you feel about that? Well, Joe, uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to pay that guy sooner or later, if he, certainly if he develops. And mm-hmm. I guess it all depends on where we're, where we're at in a couple of years with the Rodgers situation and if we're winning anything. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a, I guess everything has to be considered, you know, mm. especially except for your core players like uh, you know, yeah. Quinnen, hopefully, uh, Sauce, Garrett Wilson, you know, those kind of guys, Barrett Tucker, just mm-hmm. guys that you know, you, you core you core players that you you want to keep. But that kind of player, yeah. you develop that player, you may not be able to, you know, like you said, Joe, pass rushers. You need them. Every team needs them, yeah. and they command pretty big money. So, yeah. if you develop that guy, you may want to go. Of course, he's going to want to make it. Make a you know, his second contract. He wants to make his money. So, I would mm-hmm. say I wouldn't want to trade him, but unfortunately, economically, it may have to happen sooner or later. Maybe not this year. Maybe in a year or two, yeah. it could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, gotcha. I, I understand. I understand you're going to have to – you got to pay people. And I think that a lot of Jets fans are looking at this situation. We haven't been good like this in a long time. So now people are mm-hmm. going, oh, you're going to have to pay guys. This is what happens when a team gets solid and you find talent. You have to, you know, make sure you lock those guys up. I think he had like three, three-and-a-half sacks 
uh, last season. I understand it. But I don't think getting him paid will be that difficult, right? Especially mm-hmm, when you look mm-hmm. at the situation here with Huff. He's a guy that's grown within his defense, really done a thing. I would like to keep him around. I don't think you have to completely destroy the bank keeping him. Again, he is a pass rusher, so he's going get, to get his money. But he's also mm-hmm. a guy that comes in on third downs and really provides edge rush for us, really solid within the rotation. So I like what he brings to yep. the table, and I hope the Jets keep him. I don't want to see the Jets trade him. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's my stance on it. But I do understand, kind of understand the look that people are talking about future-wise. But, again, if you find guys that, that you value, when you find guys that, that diamond in the rough that was able to put things together, those are the guys that you want to keep. So, Ted, before I let oh. you go, man, Give me yes, your sir. thoughts about this Jets schedule. Six primetime games. Six. Okay. Black mm. Friday game. I mean, what are your thoughts about this, man? How are you feeling about this schedule? Give me your thoughts, man. I love it, Joe, because I sell Christmas trees uh, in Florida here, and we open Black Friday. So okay. I'll be, I'll be, I got my gear on selling trees, and mm-hmm. all the Patriot fans that want to come in and buy a tree, they're going to see, you know, see me donning my gear. So. Um, yes, sir. Joe, uh, it's great, Joe. It's it's great exposure. The league and everyone knows we're going to be better. Um, maybe we make a run. I, I, I'm excited, Joe. I'm excited that we're yeah. we, we were recognized last year, and with the addition of Rogers and other people, um, you know, we're a contender. We're the fourth, Joe. We're the fourth favorite to win the Super Bowl at fourteen to one in Vegas. There's a lot Probably of fourteen time. to one. There's a lot of time. I know. I know, yeah. I know. We so gotta get, we gotta we're go not the only ones. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I agree, Joe. Listen. All right, Ted, yep. listen. I got to slide off. I got callers. I want to thank you all for right, calling. Joe. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? All right, Joe. Have a good one, Joe. Take all care. right, have a good one. We're going to keep going on with the callers again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I'm taking all callers. GVH in the chat says, Joe, what is our weakest position room? And is there a free agent available you would like to get? I think the weakest position group in the New York Jets right now probably is the linebacker position, all right? And uh, it's because Shepard, to this point, or not Shepard, um, Nezeldean, Hamza Nezeldean, and Sherwood haven't showed us too much yet, right? Quincy Williams in the building, love him. Uh, C.J. Mosley, love him, but he's long at the tooth. He's getting older. We need to find somebody else that's going to be able to step in right, eventually, younger guys, and maybe we'll see what they do with Will McDonald. There's talks about him possibly standing up, playing from the outside linebacker position or handing dirt. We'll see what happens there, but there's some questions there, and I think the free agent we need to get into this building that can help us just kind of shore that up today would be Quan Alexander. To this point, he has not been signed. He may be signed while I'm talking. I don't know. I know he visited the Steelers, but nothing is concrete there. I want to see Alexander brought back into this building. I want to see him in a New York Jets jersey. So right now, linebacker I'm looking at, I'm also looking at. No people talk about safety. I don't think it's as weak as, as others talk about. But definitely linebacker is something we got to look at, especially, again, knock on wood, somebody possibly goes down this year. You know, there could be some issues. So we're going to keep getting to these lines, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Also, guys in the chat, be aware. I'll come to y'all. Y'all ask questions, the savages. I'm going to go to you. All right. Next caller I'm getting to is my guy, Jake. Jake, I'm coming directly to you, Steve Brick. North Carolina, hold on, other callers. I'll get to y'all in a second. Salutes, Jake. I want to thank you for calling in. For those of you that do not know, Jake, he's a savage. <laughs> 
Salutes. Listen, we're talking about it all tonight. Carl Lawson has just restructured his contract. Number went down. Okay, took a pay cut. $9 million base, $8 million guaranteed now. He was, he did have a non-guaranteed $15 million that he was going to make this year. What were you, What are your thoughts about this restructure? Do you think Joe Douglas did a good job here? Good evening, Joe. Happy Friday, as always. Uh, before anything, uh, rest in peace to Jim Brown. I heard about the news today. So oh, yes. one of the best yes. of all time, just want to just pay acknowledge mm-hmm. to him first. My condolences to him and his family. Yes, absolutely. Rest in peace to him. Condolences. Well, that guy was so you know Brees Hall's looking to somebody, so that's uh that's yep. one of the best to ever play. So just people remember mm-hmm. like anyway, and went to Syracuse, so New York New York uh, University. So mm-hmm. uh anyway, so I'm sorry, any back to the Jets. Um no, listen, it was good. Listen, like he wasn't he was gonna be in threat of losing his job. Let's be real here. I mean, the no guaranteed money, there there's a reason why uh, Joe Douglas does these contracts. I, it, this, this kind of really shows you exactly why he's done another example of being a good general manager. He's able to make deals to top-heavy the contracts with the guaranteed money, and then later on, mm-hmm. say, hey, I have space to work with it in my favor. It's the club's. It's in the club's option in their favor. So this is why it's not only just that deal. Right now, and this, honestly, the next person that's going to come up, unfortunately, I hate to say this to someone, is T.J. Mosley. Because yeah, even though yeah. in the end that he really wasn't the last of the McCagney contracts, and why I think he's still really on this team, you know, he doesn't have any guaranteed money the last two years of his contract. I read it last night. So they're going to probably ask him to do the same kind of thing and say, listen, we'll throw you some guaranteed money, but, you know, we're taking some of this and we've got to reallocate the money for Quinton. There's a, there's a rhyme and reason mm-hmm. for like what, he's really, what he's really doing at this point. And I know everyone's like, the Twitter stuff, please. I'm, I'm so tired of all this, like, you know, baloney with, like, social media. Look, there's a plan that's been had since day The plan was Nathaniel Hackett getting Aaron Rodgers. They got Aaron Rodgers. He needs to do the draft, reschedule Aaron Ro- restructure Aaron Rodgers' contract, which they're in the middle of doing it, will complete, then get the money for quitting and get quitted for training camp. It's going, everything's going according to what I think is happening. I haven't sweat one second of any of this. And also, if you want to go to Quentin Williams' contract, he's demanding the same money as Jeffrey Simmons. And that's just a fact. He's actually asking for the same money as Jeffrey Simmons. He's not going to ask for Aaron Donald. He's not going to get Aaron Donald money. He's not even asking no. to even be with a strategy or exactly. So mm-hmm. it's really about, like I said before, if you want to go back to the beginning of the Carl Lawson contract, is they can offer him the guaranteed money that he wants because all these players are going to get guaranteed money in the beginning of their contract and later on. That's exactly what Quinn wants. He just wants his money in the first couple years. He'll stay for six, mm-hmm. seven years. He just wants his guaranteed money in the beginning. That's the whole concept yeah. of the top heavy method. So you have to, and like I said before last week or two weeks ago, didn't we say that Aaron Rodgers is trying to say, Hey, help out the team, move my money around. I'm not that crazy. Yeah. So all the stuff, even though I thought he was coming here and saying, I, I want mm-hmm. my guaranteed money no matter what I was getting from Green Bay. Maybe he did, but I don't think it's as far-fetched to believe it wasn't all about the money to him. That really maybe leaving Green Bay was about his, uh, his pride, his, you know, his ego, whatever the case may be. But I'm just saying well, it's proof yeah, I mean, everything that we've heard, everything about leaving Green Bay was that Green Bay wasn't being transparent. 
He didn't like the way that they were handling him. But this is not the first time that he had talked about that. He talked about that, I think it was a year ago, at a press conference that they had, where he talked to the media about the way that Green Bay treats his veterans and the way that it, it was treating guys that were exiting the facility, that played to the wall for them. He talked about how he did not like that. And then what's crazy is he t- <laughs> he turned into that guy. <laughs> he turned into the guy that they were trying to push out the door and get rid of and not being transparent with and not talking to him and not telling him. So I think that that, again, with him coming here, and these are just rumors, right? But everything that we've heard from credible sources, beat writers, guys that are close, they're saying that he, his contract is it's going to be surprising how much, you know, how little he's going to make and how much he's willing to, you know, forego to ensure the New York Jets are able to build around him because he wants him to be a winner and wants to be successful while he's here and even after he's gone. So we'll see. Again, he's made a ton of money. My God, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. Mr. Discount, double check. He's got cash, bro. <laughs> he ain't worried. He ain't like me and you, okay? I'm wondering where my next peanut butter and jelly sandwich is coming from. He ain't worried about that. <laughs> that man's good, okay? He's going to be good to go. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, he gives gives back quite a bit of money to really help the New York Jets and give cap relief. Now, we're talking about that. We talked about Quentin Williams as well, right? We talked about Carl Lawson. I want to talk to you about this schedule, all right? The New York Jets schedule, man, six primetime games. That's a lot of pressure. All right, Black Friday game. We got some Monday night games. We got Sunday night games, Thursday night games. What are your thoughts about the way the NFL has set the New York Jets up this season with this schedule? How do you feel about it, man? We play a lot of really good football teams. You know, Joe, actually I want to get off topic for one second. Can I ask why the Packers have five primetime games? Can someone ask me that? When did Jordan Love become this player that everybody wants to watch on national television? Like, is, it, is this Come news on. to me that he's, he's a Hall of Fame player now? Because I I, I didn't realize Green Bay teams are having a quarterback in the next 15 years. I'm just saying. Listen, for everybody, for everybody, all the Green Bay fans, y'all already be hitting me up. Y'all be trying to go back and forth and argue. That is not me. I didn't say that, okay? Jake is the one questioning why y'all going to be on TV five times. Not me. Y'all please can explain, direct your please issues to him me. and not me. <laughs> well, give me your thoughts on our uh, our schedule, Jake, and the six primetime games we got. Well, um, you know, rest in peace, the one o'clock tailgates. I mean, I guess that ain't, that ain't happening this year. I don't know. I got so accustomed That's to over. That for so many years. I I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like the one o'clock games. I like watching it and. I guess the only uh, benefit is that we don't have to worry about being, you know, muddled in with like seven, eight other games. We get the true attention. So, look, mm-hmm. obviously, in a series, of nice that primetime games. It's nice to see that we're going to be on the national spotlight. I mean, I wish we had gotten it naturally, organically, without having to just get Aaron Rodgers. But you know, that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. But you know, I the first four weeks, and I, I mean, I, I'm just throwing the Patriots in there because they're in the schedule. Uh, well, actually, yeah. I'll say this. The first four weeks is really going to be the true test of this team. It's really yeah. going to show you that is Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett, do they not skip a beat being away from each other for a year? Are all yeah. the players all in cohesive with each other? Is Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. already from off the bat ready to go and dominate this league and dominate the AFC? And Oh, and just the most important, important question here, Joe, is Aaron Rodgers just that guy we need to finally give Bill Belichick his own medicine and run up the score against him at home? Talk about it. Yeah. Please. Yes. 
I, 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 after That's hearing the news today about the yeah. Broderick Jones thing, I hope they put 50 on him and they put that camera on his face every five minutes. Because I want him to yeah. really see what it's like to be an arrogant SOB, honestly. Yeah. I say that whole Yeah. yeah. And I'm telling you, and I, not only that, but I think that this is also going to show us, you know, I think one of the things that we need to do or we need to see from this football team as we, you know, start the, start the year with this schedule, with looking at these teams, we, I'm very interested to see how quickly our offense is going to be able to get going. We need to start gaining momentum early. We've got to come out of the gates hot offensively. Truly, we do. We face some really good football teams early in this year. We truly, truly do. And there we got to get going. Buffalo early Monday night, that's the first game. September 11th, we say Dallas, then New England. Then you go in against, go in against Kansas City. Listen, you better have things together and rolling. Because if you don't, boy, it could be tough. It could be really, really tough. What are your thoughts on that? When you look at this schedule, don't you think our offense getting rolling early is extremely important? Well, first off, people didn't know this, or maybe they do. Um, you know, Patty Mahomes and Rodgers have never played against each other. Never played that's against odd. each other. So that's going to be very, very interesting to see that on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it is. It's going to be extremely interesting. That, that, that is the game that I think you dream would be the AFC Championship game. You're praying to God that's mm-hmm. the game you want to see. Because it's, it's, it is yeah. practical and realistic. It really is at this point to say. Um, you know, I, like I said, those four games, look, Sauce Gardner, look at his test. Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, uh, whoever the Chiefs guy, yep. Cortland Sutton, A.J. Brown. Yep. Uh, the Giants, uh, plethora of receivers. The Chargers, plethora of receivers. Devontae Adams, uh, mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs. I'll go down the list. So he's going to have yeah. his work cut out. But you're really going to see if he's the truly – like the Hall of Fame corner in his first two years of his year. You're really going to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the I'm Will telling you, we're Will going to be Look, And it's going to see if it justifies bringing Will McDonald in building the pass rush. It's going to justify yeah. the, and bringing Quinn. So it all kind of falls mm-hmm. in place with that. Yeah. And not just that as well. We talked about our offense, our defense. Listen, it's going to test our coaching staff as well, mainly Robert Sutler. Look at the guys he's going to face. McDermott, again, we could talk about New England having a down year. Everybody's down on them. They're trash, whatever. You still got Belichick over there, arguably the greatest coach to ever coach in the NFL, right? There's a host of guys. Andy Reid, you look at Philadelphia's head coach. He's great. Like, we, 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 play, we face some guys that are masterminds, that are good at what they do, that have seen success in this league. So we're going to be tested at every single tier of this football team every single tier, along with the pressure that's coming with us as well. Six primetime games, possibly another one that could be flexed in. All eyes are going to be on the New York Jets all day and all night long this upcoming season. So we're going to see what's going on. Listen, Jake, i got to slide off. i got other callers. I want to thank you for calling in. You have yourself a good one, my friend. Yep, and uh, but I'll talk to you guys. Happy Memorial Day weekend coming up. Absolutely. Salute you. Have a good one. Happy Memorial Day weekend to you as well early. Listen, Jake brought some fire. We'll keep getting to these calls again. 515-602-9639. is number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Salutes to all the savages in the chat. Salutes to everybody uh, joining us from Germany as well. I see y'all. All right? Salutes to all of you. Salutes and respect to everybody. Again, listen. <laughs> No, we're talking about a lot of things, but Alex Smith had quite a bit to say about Robert Sulla and uh, their quote-unquote, you know, 
inability to develop quarterbacks here. Alex Smith literally ripped him, said, yeah, Robert Seller, you're a great defensive mind and coordinator, but, like, you have no idea how to develop a quarterback. She said the coordinator that you hired, which she was talking about, Michael LaFleur, has never called plays. So that's, something, that's a completely different animal. And as much as you think you're prepared to handle the development of a young kid, you're just not. He even talked about Sulla last season as well, okay? When he, we talked about how they were dealing with Zach Wilson, how they deactivated him, the starter him and all that stuff, he said the QB musical chairs weekly, like you're the starter this week, you're the backup, you're not dressing, no, you start, no, you're dressing. The lack of consistency, the lack of a plan that has been in place to develop Zach Wilson is concerning. He said that on Monday night. Boy, oh, boy. Alex Smith ripping the Jets, ripping Sulla for a lack of a lack of a plan to develop Zach Wilson. I don't think that's necessarily true, right? Now, yes, we did see you know Mike Lafleur do his best with Zach Wilson, and there was talks that they felt like they should have had a veteran, maybe an older quarterback in place to help them. We all know that we lost Coach Knapp as well. Rest in peace to him. Uh, you know, but I tell you what, they did everything else to try to help Zach Wilson. Michael Ford wasn't the worst offensive coordinator. He wasn't. He did have some moments, all right? But he wasn't the worst offensive coordinator in the league because what we saw was that when Zach Wilson wasn't the starter, we saw the Jets' offense actually play way better. That's why Mike White came to fruition, right? (laughs) Mike effing White, anybody remember that? All right, the Jets' offense looked a lot different when he was at the helm and not only a lot different as far as, you know, staff, but you saw a difference with the players on the field. You saw the locker room support him as well. You can't say the Jets didn't give him weapons, right? They did. C.J. Uzama, all these guys that were brought in, Garrett Wilson was drafted. We did a whole bunch of things, Lake and Thompson, all these guys that were brought in to really help solidify the New York Jets offense and build around Zach Wilson, all right? So I do understand, you know, maybe a veteran's preference, but, I don't think it was just about, you know, them. I think that Zach Wilson, you know, he needs some things. And we see that he processes things slowly. He's got to speed up on that. But I don't think we should just dump on the Jets, okay? I don't think we should. I think they did a decent job trying to, you know, groom and develop the kid. But I want to hear from y'all. Again, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're going to go back to the callers. All right. Next, we're going to go to my guy, Brick City. We're going to go to Brick City. Steve, we're coming directly to you after North Carolina, other callers as well. Hold on. All right. It's my guy, Brick City. He's been on the line. For all of you that do not know, Brick City, he's a savage. <laughs> That's not the savage. This is the savage. Savage. Damn, Brick City, you're such a savage, man. We have to talk about the Jets. We have to hear that Jet chant. You know what I'm saying? Hey, brother, you know, salute to you. The ultimate savage is in the building. Yes, sir. We are talking Jets, all right? Give me your thoughts, man. We We heard from Alex Smith. He ripped Robert Sella. I'm glad you started with that. How how to develop QBs. Do you agree with his assessment? I'm not going to talk about a guy for the first six years of his career was a total bust. 
Uh-oh. Alex Smith is straight garbage, basura. If it wasn't for Andy Reid or John Harbaugh, you know, he would have been, he would be just another uh, bust of the NFL. He shouldn't be saying nothing about our squad. Nobody should be thinking about you. You didn't do anything in San Francisco. You didn't do anything in Kansas City. You didn't do anything down in D.C. Shut your mouth. Enjoy wow. retirement. And just live the rest of your life. It's, it's like we just been getting haters out the wazoo. Ever since we got Aaron Rodgers, what's, what's going on? Everybody's, oh, this guy's washed up. He, he's not this guy because he joined us. He would have joined any other team. All these media outlets would be praising him. Down on their knees, praying to the great Aaron Rodgers. So we got A.A. Ron. You know, we don't got AR-15. We got AR-8 because he's dropping bombs this season. Garrett Wilson. All right. Hartman. Mm-hmm. Davis. Lazard. And our tight end, should I say more? Mm. That freaking Alex All Smith, right. that bum. He's nothing but a healthier Chad Pennington. And Chad Pennington is a way smarter and intelligent quarterback than Alex Smith could ever be. He was just a little bit more healthy than Chad Pennington. Get out of here, you bum. Well, well, all right. Hey, listen, Brick City says uh, Alex Smith is uh, flushed. Great diarrhea. Great porta potty water. That's what Alex Smith is. Great porta potty water. All right. When well, you, you get on the turnpike really going feel. towards MetLife, you know, you smell you smell death in the air once you pass Newark, New Jersey, getting on the turnpike headed to – and all my Jersey and New York's heads know when you go past, going past Newark, New Jersey, past the airport, going towards MetLife Stadium, you smell that death in the air. That's Alex Smith's career. Wow. You smell Alex all Smith. Right. Uh, okay. Salute, BC. Let's talk about the, the schedule, building. Joe. Yeah, let's 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 move on. I mean, you 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 spoke your mind. You know, I don't. I, I'm not dumping on Alex Smith. I you know I I respect him, but uh, you know everybody has their feelings. I want to talk to you about Carl Lawson. I want to talk to you about Carl Lawson and him restructuring his contract. How do you feel about this restructure? Do you think the Jets did a good job? This this is a championship Ooh. move. This is something similar to what the what the Bucks did with Brady three years ago. Um, I, I respect Carl Lawson as an athlete and what he brings to the table, his heart, his determination, his pass rush ability. But I want to give him an extra much respect because he, he could have been like, man, I, this is my money. I want to get paid, la, 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 la. But he said, you know what? I want to go all in for a ring. For, so let me just restructure my contract so Joe Douglas can work his wizardry straight out of Hogwarts. And we can, we can get some players up in here. You know, um, he should be on the phone right now with Quan Alexander and say, hey, you got to afford a million last year. All right, Quan, we're yeah. going to give you a $2 million, $2 million contract or one or two years with incentives. It could be a, a one-year deal out. If you get out of it uh, with 1.5 mil with some incentives, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Douglas, I'm not worried about it. We're going to sign Q. Before training camp or during training camp, this is not going to get lingered on. Q is not a selfish guy. He don't comes off as selfish. Um, you know, he don't deserve. He's not. He's not S tier like Aaron Donald, but he's 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 a he's a tier. He's right under that, and he's still young. He's only what like twenty three, twenty four. Well, yeah, I, I mean, listen, Quinton Williams is phenomenal. I think Quinton Williams is one of the top defensive tackles in the league, but you know. I understand that the negotiations are going how they're going, but when you look at this, he did remove the New York Jets from his social media. 
And there's a lot of talk amongst Jets fans. There's this crowd that's growing in numbers that they should trade Quentin Williams. I am not in agreement with that. I want to see Quentin Williams stay in the New York Jets. I want to see him get resigned, or I want to see his extension get worked out. But at this point, this is my next um, question for you, Bruce. This is my next question for you. I know you got the takes. This is my next question Mm -hmm. for you. Quentin Williams is probably looking for, you know, to probably beat uh, Simmons that just got his deal. I think he's making 23.5 a year. There's a lot of talk that Quentin Williams wants 24, 25, maybe 26 million. If you're the Jets general manager, would you give him that? I'll, I'll stop at 25. I okay. think that's okay. around the ballpark of 25 mil. It could be like a six-year extension, but it's really like a more of a four-year four-year contract that we can get out of maybe in three to four years. Um, I think Joe Douglas can front-load that money for the first three years. He gets some a percentage of guarantees, and the rest can come with incentives. But the one mm-hmm. thing I didn't like about Q was the removing the Jets and everything. Like, that's not going to – I mean, yeah. come on. Like, you doing that will get you out of here. I don't want to see mm-hmm. Q get traded. I don't think Joe Douglas is the type of guy that will say, hey, we're going to trade the best player. But then again, he got rid of Jamal Adams. So, But I don't think this year he's going to get rid of Q. He's going to do everything to, you know, make it right. I don't think Q is a selfish player. Um, I think mm-hmm. by getting by his brother re-signing, and, um, I think we got a, what, a three-year extension for his brother. I think that played heavy uh-huh. in the favor in the negotiations. Um, I know it's not the length of the contract. I think I know it's more guarantee based. But from my my opinion, the Q, I know he's not listening. But if he was listening, this is what I'll say to him <laughs> as a fan, as a as a as a maybe a locker room teammate. Hey, hey, bro, I know you want to get paid. I know you want to eat, big fella. But listen. We gotta win the Super Bowl. You wanna get more yeah. money, more viable in your Super Bowl. Listen, I get it. You on your fifth year option, you want you wanna eat, you gonna eat barren injury. Mm-hmm. I don't wish no injuries on nobody as, unless it comes out of New England. Um mm-hmm. you know, just try to talk to him like, hey, you know, get do you do what you gotta do, but don't don't cause any distractions. That's the best way I can say it. Don't yeah. cause any distractions. No. I don't want this to be a revenge situation of twenty ten. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, you never know. He might be listening. You know what I'm saying? I always, uh, I'm always shocked by who listening. So he might be listening. But listen, Q is beloved throughout the fan base, right? We all see what he does on the field. We all see how he puts in the work. I think it gets done. I think that there's other restructures that could be in the works as well. This is just what I'm thinking. C.J. Mosley might be one of them. Uh, we all know. know C.J. already restructured his. Well, I know. Yeah, C.J. already restructured Something else. Yeah, I think they're going to do something else with his contract, though. There's been talks about that. We'll see what happens. But he has restructured before. But we'll see what happens. I with won't his be contract surprised if it's forward. Corey Davis next. Yeah, Corey Davis. I was just about to say that Corey Davis is one of the guys, and also Aaron Rodgers too. There's talks about his contract uh, being reworked as well to really help the New York Jets out cap wise. So I think once those things kind of get shaken, shooken out, and everything, you know, the landscape is a little bit clearer. I think that. Uh, you know, we'll see Quinn and get resigned. I'm just hoping that it's sooner rather than later because let me tell you something. There's also rumors that there's other defensive tackles that are coming up to get paid, you know, and they could end up pushing that number even more north. You know, I don't want to see us, you know, have to pay too much more, especially with Simmons yeah. getting the deal he got. So, you know, we keep looking. So as we continue to move forward, talking about this football team, my final question for you, man, you look at this schedule, it's wild, man. Six primetime games. 
We're going to be all over TV. The pressure is there. Man, what are your thoughts about the schedule? And when you look at the schedule, how important is it that our offense gets off to a hot early start to start the season? Um, it's very important. That's why I, um, Aaron Rodgers is doing all the OTAs and everything coming in. Um, that's that is tremendous. Um, to be honest with you, so he can get chemistry with his receivers, uh, get chemistry with the O line, get chemistry with the whole, pretty much the whole offense. Um, it's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, the Buffalo game, nine eleven Monday Night Football. We smashing the Bills. I mean, I'm not gonna say this is gonna be like a total blowout, but I think we're gonna beat them by fourteen, by two touchdowns, pretty much. Um, based off of this factor right now, as of now, on paper, Buffalo took a major hit defensively last year. Um, if they get, if they trade for you know for Cooks or whatever the case, because you know they got his brother already, they drafted the um, I think last year. Um, you know, that'll mm-hmm. be good for them. But their offense is getting old in the tooth. They say he's getting old in the tooth. They lost their leader in Edmonds. I think that will be tremendously uh, what will set back their defense this year. Because they got a great secondary. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Their pass, they, I mean, Von Miller is long in the tooth. Is he going to, you know, rebound from the ACL injury? We don't know. But, you know, I'm going off the history. Um if you don't get like ten sacks, that that's a major setback. Um, mm-hmm. They don't really got no pass rushes. You know, they linebacking core took a major hit with Edmonds leaving. Uh, Dallas um, in in Jerry World, I think we match up pretty good with them. But you know, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers owns the Cowboys. Um, our third yeah. game is New England. We got to put eighty points on. Just because of, just because Bill Belichick do not mind his business, he want to stick it to us. All right, Belichick, we want to give you an early early grade present this year. We want to blow you out twice yeah. by fifty. Um, we never beat the <laughs> Eagles, so I got us so I just got us losing to the Eagles for whatever reason. We just can't beat the birds. Um, I still yeah. losing to Kansas City as well. So if we come off three and three, um, or yeah. four and two, I think that's yeah. a tremendous successful. Uh, first quarter of the season. Okay. Okay. Should be Listen, no panic. It's phenomenal. Listen, it's been phenomenal speaking with you, Brick City. I got to slide off. We got other callers. Always, Next my guy, enjoy. Absolutely. Hey, brother, also, if I can sit it in, there, you know I can bring the smoke. Yeah, for sure. And if you've been hit me up on IG, my IG's tripping. For those of y'all that don't know, my IG's tripping. We're working on it, but it's tripping. Okay, so don't think I'm ignoring y'all if y'all hit me up. My IG's tripping. All right, it's tripping. Listen, all right, brother. I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? All right, brother. Be safe. Now right, you have a good one. Listen, man, IG is tripping, man. I don't know what's going on with the Instagram. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to flush them. I don't want to, but, you know. Instagram, you I'm just going to say that. All right. We're going to keep into these lines again. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. Salute to all the savages in the chat. All right. Going back and forth. Hot, hot takes. We're going to keep into these lines again. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers next. I'm going to go to my guy, Steve. Steve, I'm coming directly to you. North Carolina, other callers will be coming to you next, especially North Carolina. Steve, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight, Steve. Listen, for those of you that do not know, Steve, he's a savage. He is a savage. 
Steve, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in. Listen, man, Quentin Williams took the Jets off all his social media. He's upset with the way the negotiations are going. What are your thoughts on this, man? Do you think the deal gets done, or do you think we should look to trade Quentin Williams? How you feel? Hey, Joe. Well, first of all, thank you again for having me on your show tonight. It's always great talking to you, you know, about this team and the situation where we are now. You know, Joe, here is the thing. Right now, we're in the middle of May right now. And listen, uh, listen, here is the thing. I don't blame Quentin Williams a little bit about, like, about this whole thing right now. But let me tell you something right now. I am not up for trading him right now. Absolutely not. I do think the deal is going to get done. But the thing is, the deal has to get done before training camp ends in July. Listen, Quinn and Williams deserves to get paid, you know, after the other players, uh, Dexter Lawrence, um, the guy on the commander's pain, um, Jeffrey Simmons, the other defensive tackle, you know. The thing is, Joe, Quinn and Williams, he deserves to get paid. He does. And I really, really mm-hmm. hope that it happens right before, right before when training camp happens at the end of July. Yeah. You know, I'm hoping that we get it done. Um, I'm hoping that we, again, you know, are able to get the, make the extension happen. And, again, with Carl Lawson, you know, giving back that, uh, you know, $12.7 million and and Rogers renegotiating his stuff and, you know, hopefully getting some things done and other uh, restructures possibly coming as well. Corey Davis possibly uh, could be a guy that the New York Jets could be looking to restructure next. We'll figure out what's going on with uh, C.J. Moser. There's talks about his contract, you know, them doing something with his contract as well. You know, I, I think we'll, once that all, you know, the smoke kind of clears there, I think we'll see, uh, you know, Quentin Williams get taken care of. But I just don't want to see this play out too long. I'm hoping that Quentin Williams, that it just doesn't go too far and get too crazy. To me, and this is just me, right, I'm not the biggest social media guy. I think some of the stuff is just kind of tit for tat. You know, you want to remove everything from social media, okay, fine. That's not a big deal to me. But we've seen in the past guys really go nuts, i.e. a Jamal Adams. You know, I'm just hoping that this situation doesn't become that with Q, which I don't. I, I think he's more of a team guy. I think he loves the New York Jets. I think he wants to be here. I just think he wants to, you know, make sure that he gets paid. That's all it is, you know, and I, and I think it gets done. So yeah. I do think that, that it will get done as well. But I want to get your thoughts on this, Steve. I just talked about it, the contract restructure with Carl Lawson. What were your thoughts about that, man? And do you think the Jets did a good job here? Absolutely, they did. You know, I at first was one of the people that actually said that maybe one of the cuts we should have in the 2023 offseason was Carl Lawson. And the only reasons why I mm. said that, Joe, you remember, Joe, when I did say it. And I and listen, I think Carl Lawson is a phenomenal player, and I'm very, very happy that he did restructure the contract because it does help with the cap space. So the, the still biggest concern that I have about Carl Lawson is he is an injury-prone player, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, he is the type of a guy that is really, 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 really good when he's healthy, and we did see that a lot last year. But if you remember, yeah. he has some injury history. He does have some injury history. Well, so it's, yeah, biggest, it's, it's still Joe. Joe, it is still the little bit yeah. biggest concern. I am happy, though, that, that the Jets did restructure his contract. Yeah, I'm happy that they did as well. Look, I, and I talked about this. I understand why some Jets fans, you know, 
wanted to move on from him and was talking about cutting him and, and moving forward, right? But I was never one of those guys. I understood it from a standpoint of cap and all, but we weren't hurting for cap. Carl Lawson is a pass rusher, and he's solid. And, again, he had seven sacks this past season. It's the first year coming off of that ACL tear. Second year, he's going to be unbelievable, phenomenal. We still saw him get physical and go out there and do his thing. So it's like, why get rid of that? Especially when you're a team that has struggled rushing the passer the way that we have these past couple of years. I just talked about yeah. it. We haven't before, you know, the guys that we collected here, we hadn't had a legitimate pass rusher since John Abraham. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. You can't yeah. survive in this league so, in, that, in that manner, right? You can't do that. That's yeah. that's why our defense is good now because we can rest the passer. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Give me a so call. Now, Joe. Yeah. No. No. Listen. At the end of the day, I am happy that Carl Lawson did sign, get his contract restructured, and now he's going to spend another season with us. But now, Joe, mm-hmm. there is something I got to talk to you about, and this actually oh, I yeah. think happened either yesterday or a couple of days ago. If you remember the Pat McAfee show, you know that Aaron Rodgers has been on. There was a guy on the Pat McAfee show, and I think us, one of the other callers said this. You know what this guy did on the Pat McAfee show? He trashed Fireman Ed. I don't know if you saw it, Joe. He trashed Fireman Ed. And when I listened I didn't to see this it. guy, oh, mm-hmm. no, no, Joe, Joe, it was so bad that even Fireman Ed himself went on the Pat McAfee show and literally told Pat McAfee about because you Because the thing is, you know what this guy did? He called Fireman Ed a quitter. He called him a quitter. <laughs> Remember when, oh, when Fireman Ed took off yeah, for some ahead. time? You know why he took some yeah. time off, Joe? He took some time yeah, off because he had some issues going on. Hmm. And, and this guy apparently is uh, something uh, uh, something to do with the Boston something, because obviously he must be a New England fan. But, Joe, yeah. the way how he trashed Fireman Ed on this on the show, it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, Joe, yeah. I got to talk to you for a second about Fireman Ed. I know you've, mm-hmm. you've spoken to Fireman Ed before in past shows. Yes. But, Joe, got to tell me about how he is one of the most phenomenal Jets fans you've ever seen in your life. Fireman, first off, and see Jets fans, or they're Jets fans, okay? This is Jets fans. I've seen it personally where there are some Jets fans that have issues with Fireman Ed for whatever reason, right? They call him a quitter. They say, oh, you don't come to the games and all that nonsense. I am here to say, bro, knock it off, okay? I've not – I've met Fireman Ed personally and talked to him a lot of times, and I'm not just, like, talking about just the team. No, I've ran into him before. He, Joe, what's up? What's going on? Like, I've kicked it with him. Personally, like multiple times, Fireman Ed loves the team the same way we all love the football team, all right? You would stop coming to games if you got harassed as much as he got harassed as well. People would throw things at him. People were doing all kind of crazy things to Fireman Ed, and he was just there to show love for the team and lead the chant. That's why he stopped showing up. That was one of the reasons – that was one of the major reasons why he stopped showing up. Mind you, he's sitting in the crowd with the rest of us. Like, he wasn't, like, on the field or in a press box. No, he was in, like, you could go to the games and walk to the section wherever he was at and sit there. So, look, I understand that some Jets fans have issues with him for whatever reason, right? I'm not here because people have their own things. I'm telling you that Fireman Ed, I've met him, kicked it with him. He's a good guy. I don't have any problems with him whatsoever. 
I think that him, you know, being at the stadium, leading the chant is wonderful, and I don't get it. I truly don't get what anybody has or what issues that other people may have with him. Because every time, you know, I saw him, he was always polite to me, always treated me well, always talked, talked, you know, had great discussions going back and forth about the football team. And, again, I know that he's been harassed coming to the stadium multiple times from people throwing things at him from different sections, people yelling stuff at him. Uh, there's been a, other stuff that has happened, you know. So I'm just – I don't get it. But, uh, you know, some people just, just want to have issues with others. That's, that's, that's what I'll say. Some people yeah. just want to have issues with other people, and that's just, their, that's just their motif. That's just what they do, period. I just want to have a problem yeah. with this guy because he loves the team and he's, a, you know, a great representative, uh, and, and that's that. So it is what it is. I let the haters hate. But uh, you know, salute to Fireman Ed and what he does, Steve. So I hear you, man. I don't. I didn't. I didn't see that, but I'm glad I didn't because again, I've heard about this this for years about people having issues with with Fireman Ed and him leading the chant, which is ridiculous. All right, like he's let me Joe. tell you something. I've oh, been I've there. I've been there when that jet hey, chant is rocking and he's leading it, bro. It's a it's a it's a different feel. It's a different feel. Joe, Steve. Give me your final uh, word on I've it. I've at tailgate, Joe, and let me tell you something. He is one of the nicest people you would ever, 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 ever want to meet. And I'll never forget mm-hmm. when Aaron Rodgers spoke about, about you know, the Jets fan base the first time. He, one of the reporters asked him, so what do you think about the New York Jets fan base? And then he goes, well, you know, the Jets fan base is definitely very passionate. You know, I saw it at Lambeau Field. And then, of course, it all starts with Fireman Ed. When when what, uh, this was the thing Fireman Ed man- mentioned about this a couple of days ago after when Aaron Rodgers had his introductory press conference. Aaron, Fireman Ed got so emotional, he started crying of tears of joy. How yeah, Aaron Rodgers already is showing support for him and for the fan base. Yeah, yeah. He, loves, he loves the team, Steve. He loves the team. He's not, you know, this is not like an act or nothing. No, he really loves the team, just like everybody else does. Like I said, I've never had a problem with him. Maybe other people do for various other reasons. I've never had a problem with Ed. I think he's, you know, a good fan. And let me tell you, that the atmosphere and the Jets chant, all that stuff, that goes into, you know, that goes into helping the football team. You know, uh, various players around the league talk about, how they hated coming to MetLife or hated coming to wherever the Jets were playing because you could hear that chant, and it would jack things up on the field for them and their communication. So, look, like I said, I understand various people have problems with him for various reasons, to each his own. I have no issues with Fireman Ed and, uh, you know, hope to see him at more games upcoming. Now, we're talking about games here, Steve. Man, there's a lot going on. This Jet schedule since uh, the last show has been released. We got six primetime games, Steve, six. Six. All right. Mm-hmm. Give me your thoughts about all of the shine we're going to get on TV. And uh, what game are you the most excited to see this upcoming season? Give me your thoughts quickly. This is my well, final question for you. Well, yeah. So, so the thing is, when I look at this, uh, when I look at all the, uh, of, of these primetime games we have, you know, the Monday night game, the first game of the year, you know, everybody all thought it was going to be against the Giants. Well, now it's going to be against Buffalo at home. And you know what? And, and you know what? That game, I think, between the Bills and the Jets on Monday night football at home, MetLife has mm-hmm. to be electric. That because It's going to be Aaron Rodgers' debut. 
You know, we're playing our arch division rivals, the Buffalo Bills, and it could show, hopefully, you know, in that first game that we can make that big step going forward. The other games, you know, talking about, you know, week number four, we're playing Patrick Mahomes, the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs at home in week number four. And, and someone did mention, this will honestly be, and hopefully it will happen, but this is going to be the first time that Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes will face each other. And you want to hear this? Patrick Mahomes will be making his debut playing in New York. He's never played in yeah. New York before. So this is going to be mm. Mahomes' first time. And let me tell you something. I love Patrick Mahomes. I, I absolutely do. I think Patrick Mahomes yeah. is going to be phenomenal. It is a phenomenal player. But this is going to have to be, obviously, listen, if I got to pick between my football team and Patrick Mahomes, I'm going with my football team against him. This is it's the one time <laughs> I got to go against Mahomes. Listen, listen, you know, because let me tell you, listen. I'm a huge Mahomes fan. Yeah. But this but yeah, this, no, listen, this, Patrick Mahomes I gotta go is, is phenomenal. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal. I'm talking about a phenomenal quarterback. We've seen him did do a lot of things, so? but, you know. Just to get listen, this off topic, really quickly, did you remember last year when Tyreek Hill got traded to Miami? And remember yeah. when Tyreek Hill said in an interview how Tua Tungaviola is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes is? Yeah, and we all thought, you know, there's something oh, wrong with Tyreek. <laughs> we I, all I don't know that, why, you know. But anyway, Joe, Maybe the you know. other primetime game yeah. to talk about really quickly, because I know you got other callers, the Black Friday game against Miami, that should be a fun game. Yeah. Um, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers versus Justin Herbert on Monday Night Football. The reason why we got chosen to play on Monday Night Football is not only because of Aaron Rodgers, it's also because of Justin Herbert. Because that, cause that yeah. quarterback, oh, he's phenomenal. Justin Herbert, yeah. oh, he is phenomenal. Absolutely. Except, though, except Steve, he plays for a trash organization. <laughs> listen, Steve, I want to thank you for calling in. You brought the heat. That's a phenomenal call. For you. Again, I want to thank Steve for calling in. He brought some takes. He brought some takes. All right. I see my boys in the chat. Salute to all the savages going back and forth. North Carolina, we're coming to you next. Guy Jack Kenna in the chat says, uh, trade Quentin Williams to the Raiders. Salute to you, Jack Kenna. No. No. I don't want to see that happen, okay? I want to see Quentin stay a Jet for the rest of his career, all right? All this trading Quentin Williams talk, we can flush that. <laughs> Hear that crisp flush? Get that out of here. All right, get that, get that, all that talk about training Quentin Williams, him being on another team. No, 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 not happening, not happening. He needs to stay here. The schedule is something else. That Black Friday game, 12 p.m. West Coast. I like it. All right, five one five six zero two nine six three nine five one five six zero two nine six three nine is the number. Call in next. We're going to my guy from North Carolina. Oh, boy. For those of you that do not know, North Carolina? Savage. Appreciate it. Salutes. Listen, man, I've been waiting to talk to you. I've been waiting to talk to you. We've had callers. We're, we're burning the midnight oil here. We're talking about the Jets. 
Give me your thoughts about this situation with Quentin Williams, man. Remove the Jets from his social media. You already got Jets fans talking about getting rid of him. They want to trade him now because all these things is going on. Do you think the New York Jets will be able to get the restructure done with him, or do you think it's time to move on? Uh, I think they'll, they'll resolve the, uh, the contract uh, uh, situation with Quentin Williams because I, I think they realize he, he's too valuable. He's in the prime of his career, and you know, he's a tremendous player. And I think it's just uh, the nature of the beast. It's just the uh, nature of the business, you know. And I think cooler heads will prevail because uh, unlike Jamal, mm-hmm. I think Quentin wants to, Williams wants to be a Jet. He just wants to uh, get the yeah. contract thing done. So he get down to business and get to work so they have a long and important season ahead. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember That's that Jamal right. Adams talk of wool. That was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's boy, right. We, ter- we turned it around. Yeah. That's yeah, we right. did. We At did. Just time, like I said. It was, just like I said. Mm-hmm. You people were right. People didn't want to hear me. You were yeah, right. People didn't want to hear me, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Now, when you look at the situation, That's right, right. because you're talking about it and you're saying, you know, yeah, they're going to keep him a jet. There's talks that he's looking 24, oh, yeah. 25, possibly 26 million per year. If you were the Jets general manager, are you willing to give Quinton Williams that? <sighs> the number's high. You'd always like it's easy to secure a deal with a little bit lower number. I'm hoping whatever uh, his number is or whatever their number is, they can at some point meet in the middle. That's the key thing. If they can mm-hmm. meet in the middle, then they can get a re- resolution and uh, reach a deal, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how that so is, you're thinking maybe $24, 25000000 you think they'll be able to get that done? Yes, that's what I'm hoping for, somewhere in that range. Okay. Yes, definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt about it. So when you look at – no yeah, so when you look at this Carl yeah. Lawson restructure, man, went from fifteen million non guaranteed, they changed it to about nine million guaranteed base, eight million or excuse me, eight million guaranteed mm-hmm. nine million dollar yeah. base now. He took a bit of a pay cut. He can make some you know money back, I think about three million with incentives. Yeah. How are you feeling about this restructure of Carl Lawson? Do you think that Joe Douglas did a good job? Oh, yes, as always. Joe Douglas is always thinking moves ahead. He's a master chess player. And this could be the the, the, uh, the prequel to getting the uh, Quentin Williams done, uh, deal done eventually. And I think he's setting up the board now, getting these restructures mm-hmm. done, and hopefully that, that money will be allocated to uh, to Quentin. Hopefully he'll get that money in, uh, you know, and everybody will come out come out all the, all the more better for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know, I think initially there was a lot of talk about, you know, cutting ties with uh, Carl Lawson. I never had an issue. Yeah. I like Carl Lawson. I never had an issue with Carl Lawson. I did have some concerns with him and Corey Davis, the number, you know, the cap number. That's the biggest concern I had. But hearing this news that they got him restructured, I, I feel feel really good about the, the Lawson situation. I'm looking forward to a great year from him this year, you know. Yeah. I am as well. There's also a lot of talk about, from some Jets fans that got about getting rid of Bryce Huff. What are your thoughts about oh, that? No, no. I'm a guy. I don't understand it Bryce at all. Huff, are you? A, I don't ahead. understand it at all. I think uh, a lot of the times the fans are not thinking. You know, not using their heads. Uh, this was it wasn't Bryce Huff <laughs> an undrafted free agent who acquired him. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know he was. Yeah, very talented. And uh, the key thing is, we we made the switch to the four three. 
we put him in a scheme mm-hmm. which is ideal for his ability and at his physical size, you know, by his stature mm-hmm. being a little smaller, a little lighter, you know, uh, more initially a, more of a situational pass rusher, and he's really blossomed in that role and become a star. And now when this player is hitting the prime of his career, he, he's a virgin player, an ascending player. No, you don't want to cut ties with those guys. You want to see it through. You know, you want to extend them. You want to see how, how much further their career can go. So this is mm-hmm. an ascending player. When you look at the Jets' history, going back to John Abraham, remember we always, we always say we haven't had a pass rusher since yeah. John Abraham. We finally have Man. one. We took this kid, Will, yeah. Will McDonald, and things are really looking up. This, this Jet D-line is uh, magnificent. It's a it's a wonderful mm-hmm. John Franklin Myers mm-hmm. and uh, and Clemens and, and Jermaine Johnson. This is a wonderful unit. I think this is the best unit, even though it was a different alignment. This is the best defensive line unit we've had since Rex Coach. As you remember at the time, we had Sheldon Richardson, Mo Wigglesen, David yep. Harris, Leonard uh, yep. Williams, and all that. We were pretty low at that time. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love what they've done with this unit. And they've finally done what I wanted them to do ever since they drafted Sheldon Richardson. You know what that is? Switched it at 4-3. Mm. When the Jets drafted Sheldon Richardson, and you remember Darren Lee, who, who failed with us, I want us to make the switch then to the 4-3. Yeah. Sheldon Richardson would have been a beast. In his prime and a four three scheme, you look at what we've done with Quentin Williams, you imagine Sheldon Richardson in that scheme. Wow. Woo. Wow. Man. A four three scheme. And that's why I yep. think they, they put it together and it, it's good that the organization is, is forward thinking. They got the right coaches like Salah to make that make that transition. And, mm-hmm. and looking at what they've done with Bryce Hoff at the added uh, Will McDonald and it just it's the way it's shaping and where it's coming together, this four three defensive line, this is a dream for me. Because you know, I'm you know, I'm I'm I go back to the Neil Sack exchange and I remember the four three that we ran at that time which was which was elite. And I've been dreaming yep. about this for a long time. And then you remember they made the switch to three four and then we had all oh, these man. defensive coaches and all of them wanted to mm-hmm. remember that? All of them. Even Rex, he's gonna rest on my board, but he wanted to take the six to three four. And I always yep. wanted to make that switch, and finally we've done it, you know. Yep. And we got the right players for the scheme and everything. It's, it's just, a, just a perfect marriage of, of, of talent and, uh, and scheme, and right now it's perfect, you know. I think things are looking yep. up. I'm hoping eventually, long term, you mentioned Bryce Hoff, I'm hoping we can extend him and give him a contact extension. Uh, at least we be we, uh, uh, franchise tagging. Is that right? I think mm-hmm. it's well, uh, we signed him to a, 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 a restricted a restricted free agent tender. He signed it. Uh, he signed the uh, the tender, uh, and it, I think he had oh. like a second round tender on him, and so he signed it. And nobody offered a second rounder, but there's just a lot of talk from Jets fans about moving on and getting rid of him and trying to get a fourth round. It's oh, like, no. what are you guys doing? Listen, in this league, it's about rushing the passer. You have to have depth at that at edge. You have to. Like, there, you, if, you if we're, to. we're talking about winning Super Bowls, you're not going to do that with just one edge rusher. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do no, that with just no. two. You need more than that. You need more than that. That's why Man, Solo, you look at the Niners. being the, the perfect coach is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You look at the Niners, right? When Salah was there, they had multiple guys. They still do multiple guys that that they throw at you. 
multiple guys they throw That's at you true. to get to the passer. If you think the 49ers That's only right. can rush the passer with just Bosa, you don't watch the Niners. I'm mm-hmm. stuck on the West Coast. I watch That's them, right. okay? They got multiple guys that they That's throw right. at you. Bosa's one of them for sure. That's He's right. a dog. I'm not going to lie to you. That boy can get him yeah. to go. Oh, you yeah. got Warner. You got That's other right. guys as well within that within that uh, depth of, that they just throw at you and they get you and they crush you. Look at the Ravens, the Eagles. Right. Look, they just geared That's up right. again. Like they keep the heat on, on you. Oh, they keep man. the heat on All you. What Salah's doing is, is he's bringing that to New York. He's replicating, actually getting it done. It took another year or so to install it, his system, but we're seeing it now. He's replicating what he did in San Francisco. Adding Will mm-hmm. McDonald, even though the circumstances that we had, we were a little disappointed we didn't get the tackle. But in a way, it worked in our favor getting Will McDonald. Will McDonald is a terrific pass rusher. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think we're going to wind oh, up yeah. taking a situation that was so disappointing and watch how the Jets are going to turn this around. They're going to make Bill Belichick regret this. I oh, can see man. it happening. We're going to make him regret this. You know? Man, I, I want to put up 50 points on Belichick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I want to put up like I'm, 50 points on that man. Go ahead. You know, I'm convinced that we're going to beat him. Yeah. I don't think it's a matter of or if we're going to beat him. It's going to matter of what the margin of points is going to be. We're going to beat him. We're going to beat him, <laughs> and I'm predicting we're going to beat him Man. handedly. We're going to beat him by at least Man. two scores, and then we can yeah. get this thing lined up and get this team at full strength and full capacity because they really had to, not had to deal with us at full strength. Every time we play the mm-hmm. picture, we always have some kind of injuries or something going on. But I want to see yep. what it's like to have this team at full strength. I'm talking about with Makai mm-hmm. Beckton, Elijah Vera Tucker, Lincoln Thompson play, playing up to his Pro Bowl form, this kid Pittman, you know, being everything they're saying he is as a center prophet. I want to see all the pieces, you know, and get uh, 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 Brees Hall healthy. And I think the saving grace yep. of the teams that face us early, they're fortunate that Brees Hall, you know, because he's coming off that knee injury, the Jets are going to kind of take their time with him and, and integrate him back into the, the, you know, the fold slowly, you know. I think that's the saving yeah. race for them in Kansas City. Because I always believed that we could beat Kansas City. Kansas mm-hmm. City is a very formidable football team. They're a great program. I have nothing yep. but uh, uh, admiration and respect for what they've done. They've done it the right way with Mahomes. But I think we can beat them. Because I think we have the right yeah. balance, the balance yeah. that the Buffalo yeah. lacks. We run the ball. Mm-hmm. We've got Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. We've got Michael Carter. We have a, a talented offensive backfield. And I think the combination mm-hmm. of that and Aaron Rodgers executing out of the passing game, I think would be the balance mm-hmm. we need to put Kansas City down. Yeah. You know? I mean, we, we finally – we finally have a quarterback. I think that's the biggest, the biggest, uh, that's true. The biggest, oh, the, biggest the, the crown. Wonderful. We finally have the quarterback to be able to compete offensively with these teams. I mean, look, look at that's true. the Vikings. We played them this past season. They're one of the top teams uh, in the league. People were picking them to be in the Super Bowl. We lost to them 27. That's right. I think it was 27 to 22. Our defense played shut down right. and our offense couldn't get it done. And you look at most of the season. That's true. I, heck, we were. Six-game losing streak to end the season. We could have made the playoffs. We just win one game, couldn't do it. Three of those games, we didn't even score a touchdown. Like that's, that's, that's true. The, the Jets' defense has got I it. I think and, and that, that's on offense. And, and you know what killed us is once Mike White got the cracked ribs and, and the offensive line yep. being in the state, it was then yep. they couldn't protect Mike White. And once the dominoes fell, once Mike White got hurt, we were done. Mm-hmm. 
we were done. We had no beast yeah. hall, and then Mike White got hurt. That finished us. It was just it was just a little too much. Mike White went mm-hmm. out there and still tried to perform valiantly, but in his physical condition, there was no way he could get you know give us what we really needed to get us over the hump. You know, I'm so yeah. happy to have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers to me yeah. is a game changer. Now I can kind mm-hmm. of finally exhale. I feel a lot better. I feel more confident and relaxed. And even if we, let's say, in some of the game, you know, get off to a little slow start in the middle of the game, you know, especially at the beginning, you yeah. know, I feel confident yeah. once he gets a rhythm and completes some passes, we can make up a 10-point deficit in a hurry. And Ross is said, an I'm, excellent quarterback. He said, I'm sleeping better. I'm feeling good. I wake up. I, I feel a little bit better. I stretch out a little bit better. Aaron Rodgers, my QB, right. it makes everything better. <laughs> it does. It question. does. You can you can rest. You can rest well and be more at ease. You know, because you <laughs> yeah, know with I'm with with, with uh, Zach and other quarterbacks that we mm-hmm. we've had, and we get down by mm-hmm. ten points, it was almost a death sentence. And we got down That's by ten points. Now we get down yep. by ten points, and it's early in the first quarter. You don't even have to worry about that. Aaron Rodgers can make that up in, in a snap. He can make that up once Easy. he get in a, gets in a rhythm. That's it. Yep. <laughs> once he gets in a rhythm and so throws the first touchdown pass, it, yeah, that's right. That yeah, momentum, quickly, we'll he'll gain. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Quickly, before I, I'm going to have to let you go in a second. We're going to short on time. Oh, but yeah. quickly, before I let you go, the Jets have six primetime games, you know, this upcoming season with the schedule. What are your thoughts oh, yeah. about that, man? And are you concerned about the pressure folding this football team? Give me your thoughts quickly. Uh, absolutely not. I think Stala has uh, gained some coaching experience that's prepared him for this moment. And I know Aaron Rodgers, he, he's cool, cool, calm, and collected. He's not even worried about it. He's got his OC. Mm-hmm. Things are lining up. We have the right surround, talent surrounding him. Hopefully the old line can bounce back and be what it was projected to be last year, which was the top ten unit. And I think it has a chance to be that this year if that year and crew are healthy. So I feel very good about mm-hmm. our chance of prime time. And I think we're going to turn our prime time misery. We're going to turn that around. So we're going to get much uh, stronger and more confident quarterback performance and more uh, uh, confident performance. And I think uh, it'll make the difference. And also uh, before I go. I know they've been talking mm-hmm. about the uh, Black Friday, the Jets playing on Black Friday. I heard they put their beat yeah. in to be a regular participant in Black Friday, which mm-hmm. I think would be cool, you know, because, you know, remember the Cowboys always got Thanksgiving. You know, the Cowboys yes. and the Lions yes. traditionally always played. It would be kind of nice yep. to see the Jets uh, sporting their self-black for Black Friday, kind of bring out their self-black yep. and get to play on Black I hope they get it, you know. That's wonderful. I hope they do as well. Listen, I got to slide off before they shut off my lines, you know. Sure, buddy. Probably trying to hate on me a little bit, but I really enjoy talking to you. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right, my friend? Oh, yeah, we'll talk again. Absolutely. You have yourself a good one. Boy, oh, boy, what a hot show. I got to get out of here. We're short on time, okay? I want to thank everybody for listening. This was phenomenal, man. We got, went back and forth, you know, had a, a lot of a good time. I got to shut everything down. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me show you to promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, 
search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there as well. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. I'm also on Twitter as well, okay? Go to Twitter. Type in at The Long Beach Joe, at The Long Beach Joe. Go ahead and uh, follow me. I'll follow you right back. You want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. <laughs> at all darn times, okay? Listen, man. This guy's going to come back this season and dominate. Woo! I'm talking dominate this upcoming season, okay? Vera Tucker is going to just destroy people because that's what we do. At SC. That's what we do. Fight on. All right. Personal Twitter is at YoungJ000. All right. Let's go back and forth. You can also check the show out live as well and my, check out my content on YouTube. Come on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe. Okay. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, give the video streams and everything a thumbs up. And if you want to troll me, get in the comments of those videos and troll me, and I'll troll you right back. All right, we'll go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Okay, free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen, call in, get involved, talk to your boy, all the savages in the chat. Any way that you interact with the show, it is greatly appreciated. I want to thank y'all, okay? Without y'all, I'm telling y'all I'm nothing. Thank you so much for interacting with my content, okay? And also, again, I want to thank Hiko Byer for calling in tonight, all right? Phenomenal. Gang Green Germany, get involved with them any way that you can, okay? Any way that you can, Gang Green Germany. I want to thank you folks for calling in. Again, I want to thank you folks for getting involved. It's been a great one. You folks have a good one. Peace.